It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Ostel. Car con carne live uh, from home. It's still quarantine con carne. Although I'm working on a plan to go back in a car and do something remote, but we're still weeks away from that. Uh, maybe by July, I'll have that figured out. Anyway, Carcon Carne, sponsored by Siren Records McHenry, now offering curbside pickup and online ordering. Check out their new, new website at sirenrecordsmchenry.com. If you're in a band, if you own a label, if you want to get your product in a store, message Siren Records on social or call the store. Siren Records McHenry, always looking to support local music, as am I. Carcon Carne, also sponsored tonight by C&H Financial Services, my guest tonight is Jason Klein. He is a co-owner of Spiteful Brewing 2024 West Balmoral on Chicago's lovely north side. Hi, Jason. How you doing? Great. I wanted to take this time as people are starting to get out and, and do a little more. They're feeling a little more comfortable going out and getting things they like and bringing it back, whether it's food or beer. I wanted to focus on independent breweries. And I love your place. It's tucked in this kind of industrial corridor. There's a cool scooter shop around the corner. You've got your location. Starting from the beginning, I look at what you and your partner Brad have done as kind of the American dream. Two guys who like beer, who somehow found a way to make it into a business. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, it's it pretty much kind of started that way, right? Uh, I've known Brad since we were kids. We met playing hockey, actually on the pond in the uh, Northwest suburbs. And um, stayed friends throughout um, high school and college. And um, he was in Boulder. I was in Arizona and uh, wanted to do something together after we both moved back to the city at that point. And uh, he knew he was never going to be behind a desk. And um, I certainly couldn't wait to get away from a desk. So uh, we looked at what we could do together. And um, actually, originally, we wanted to open up a bar. And we quickly determined that that wasn't a great option in Chicago. They actually had a few of them. Uh, we had no idea what we were doing um, on, on the management side of the bar, right? I've spent plenty of, uh, plenty of seat time on a bar stool, but that doesn't really translate to business. So um, we kind of shifted and, and we were passionate about beer. Brad being, you know, at school at Boulder introduced me to uh, good beer because I was, you know, I'm a Chicago kid. I was drinking Miller Lite like most of, most oh, yeah. of us. Um, but not... See, I've already made the switch now, so we're we're good. But um, oh, the lager—that's a personal favorite. <clears throat> um, that's the gateway. That's the easy one. That's the uh, the crowd pleaser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, it's what we drink probably the most of uh, at the brewery. So it's uh, all encompassing. Um, we figured out we we had this passion for beer, and, and with craft beer, kind of where it was, got almost eight, well, eleven years ago when we started planning this. Um, you could do it on a small budget. Like two of us did it in a five, well, 400 square foot uh, unit in an industrial building up on up in Ravenswood. And that was possible. And that's what we did. It was low risk. We, we did it ourselves, and we kind of built it out from there. Um, and eight years later, we, we do have our, our new spot, new ish spot up in uh, the Bowmanville neighborhood. And it's great. We finally do have our bar. Actually, we have a bar now, but we only serve beer. So it makes it pretty easy. <laughs> and uh, we've got our production in the back and we still have our original brewery uh, that was, about, you know, 400 square feet, right? So it's small, 
it fuels a lot of the uh, beers on tap in the tap room. And then we have a newer, bigger brewery for, you know, for stuff like what you're drinking, what I'm drinking. So when you started eight years ago, did you think, well, if this doesn't work, maybe we'll just blank because it's a kind of a crapshoot. You just don't know how it's going to pan out. Did you have, have a plan B or was this, this just, we're going to make this work come hell or high water. We're going to find a way. It was a do or die attitude from the beginning. Uh, we, failure was, was never an option we considered. Uh, every business book in the world that you read will say you need to have an exit plan. You need to have a, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, what are you going to do? But we didn't. Um, it just isn't something we addressed. We didn't discuss it and we just forged forward. Um, now, for us, being just two guys in a 400 square foot place, I mean, our rent was a parking space, right? It was 500 bucks a month. So our overhead didn't exist. Uh, which made it a lot easier for us to learn and, and grow. And it's been a slow burn from two of us to now there's, there's 10 of us and, and we, we make 10 times the amount of beer we did at our height in the smaller space, but we still make a relatively small amount of beer. I mean, uh, our neighbors are, are half acre and they, they make 10 times more beer than we make. So it's, it's all relative, but for us, it was, it was a way to kind of step forward and not think about the risk because it was, it was low. And if it didn't work, you know, we didn't have too many, sorry, the dog here is going crazy. Hey. I like that you personally are dog friendly. I like that spiteful is dog friendly. Yes. Well, yeah. From the beginning, I mean, Brad used to bring his dog on a trailer to his bike and I actually had a uh, still, well, I have a different one, but I had a, a Pomeranian that would ride in my backpack to work. So we've been, been dog friendly from the beginning and um, they still, you know, big part of like who we are. <laughs> You mentioned not wanting to open a bar because, yes, lots of bars in Chicago. That said, you know, you mentioned Half Acre. There's certainly no shortage of craft breweries, breweries or brewers on the north side of Chicago. What's the competitive situation like? Is There's it- no shortage now, but when we, when we started, you know, back in 2012 is when we delivered our first product. Um, there, that didn't exist. The Half Acre was certainly there. Beguile was there. But that's it on the north side, really. Metro was a little bit further north than us, but they didn't have a tap room. Um, but outside of that, you didn't have a whole lot. And so we were all kind of in it together. And you're still very much like that. Um, most of us are friends. We, we talk all the time. We do a lot of uh, just bouncing ideas off each other. And it doesn't, it's not competitive in a traditional sense, uh, at least not in the Chicago scene. So it actually makes it it's a different dynamic than owning any other business because you do have that camaraderie that you wouldn't normally have. Um, I wouldn't think anyways with like, if I, if there was a bar down the street, I don't know, bars might be a little bit different too, but generally it's, it's a very, um, it's a very positive atmosphere around and competitive spirit. I swear to God, if we finish this interview and you don't hold the dog up, I'm going to hear about it afterwards. Can you hold <laughs> the dog up to the camera? This is biscuit. Yes. Biscuit. Oh, who's a good dog. Not biscuit actually usually, but. <laughs> It's all right. right. That's, that's worth the price of admission for everyone watching on Facebook. For Ryan, Christopher, Rodney, Mark, Eddie, Tracy, Phil, Timmy, Len, Gina, Stephanie, Giorgio, thank you all for watching that. So I, I should have mentioned this from the get-go. If people want to just stop by, grab a four-pack, six-pack, they just, do they have to order in advance or can they just go right to the counter now? No, you can, you can order in advance. You, we do walk-ins. Um, we're actually looking at getting open soon here. We, we're going to open up probably, you know, before too long. Um, we can't open up at capacity, obviously, but we're going to be welcoming people back sooner than later um, with some 
you know, the new phase three opening uh, that our city has. Uh, it was a very busy weekend for folks, I think, and they're excited to get back as long as we can do it safely and responsibly for not only um, our team, but the customers and everybody involved. Then uh, once we get to that point, we'll, we'll be ready to rock and roll. And yeah, it's walk-ins. We're open noon to eight every day right now. And uh, yeah, any way you want to do it. One thing that's great about Chicago, and it's probably not unique to Chicago, but that ability to claim something as your own. Spiteful is in a neighborhood. I'm sure you have people who say, oh, yeah, they're, they're my ride or die brewery. I, tell me about your, your clients. I'm sure clients, customers. I'm sure you have regulars who just, you know their faces, you know their names. You have a, almost a congenial relationship with them. We do. It's great. Um, we always wanted to have the corner bar with, without the booze. That's kind of the atmosphere we're going for because uh, we can't sell the booze, uh, but that, you know, everybody's got a favorite corner bar that they go to. Everybody's a regular, you, I mean, at some point in your life, whether, you know, it, whether it was in school or out, out of school, in your neighborhood, wherever it is. And that's what we wanted to provide was a very friendly atmosphere where, where you could just kind of go and it's relaxed and you go at your own pace and you know the people behind the bar. We've got a small, small team, but a very dedicated team. And that makes it, uh, you know, very consistent. We haven't really lost anybody other than for other opportunities. Uh, so our turnover is very different than, than a typical bar would be. And I think that, that adds to what we can provide for our customers. You know, you, you see the same people. Um, many, many people work the same shifts the same days. So it's almost like a very big open family, uh, which is kind of the way we, we wanted it. So I wanted to talk about some of your beers and Brian Reinhardt, who just checked in, uh, provided the segue. He says, I need some goddamn pigeon porter, which yeah. is the most Chicago named beer and label uh, on your entire roster. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that beer was uh, one of the early ones from us. And uh, it's Brad was a bike messenger when he moved back to the city. So that label was actually designed by, uh, by one of his bike messaging friends. Uh, and she did a great job with that. And we've had a number of different messengers do different labels and, and other local artists, uh, and that one just with the skyline and the pigeons and, and I mean, you don't even need to be a bike messenger to hate the pigeons downtown. Right. I mean, they're, they're a mess. so that's kind of where, where that name comes from. It's those, those goddamn pigeons are, are always in the way. Uh, so that's, that's very much, we, you know, it's funny. We, we really wanted the brewery name to be Chicago. We have a notebook full of names and actually it's funny. Some of them are, are real breweries now uh, that we didn't end up going with because it just didn't feel like us enough. And spiteful that, you know, Brad and I are kind of spiteful people, really. We're nice, but we're, um, we tend to take it a little further than the next. And that really comes from our group of friends. Uh, we were all kind of ball breakers. So that was always kind of us. And the way we incorporate Chicago is more through our beer names and, and our labels and, and other things like that. So we, we are very Chicago, but it's, it's kind of come out in its own way. See, I've been very polite. I'm trying not to cross you in any way just because I, I fear the spitefulness. It can happen. It, 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 it does happen. But in general, very nice guys. Uh, let's, all right, let's talk about some of the beers. Uh, past couple days, it is clearly summer. The sun is out, blue sky, it's been hot. What should we be drinking in weather like this? Is it Bleacher Bum Blonde? Bleacher Bum Blonde's a new beer for us, actually. That one is, uh, that's a great summertime beer. Uh, it was supposed to coincide with baseball season, but um, that may not happen. Uh, but it's a really nice, approachable Blondale with with just enough peach in there to to give it, you know, another depth of flavor, but without being like a, a very fruity beer. If that makes any sense, um, the number one beer for us in the summer is what you're drinking, the lager. 
that is by far the best selling beer in our tap room, pretty much year round, but especially in the summer. Uh, it's, it's, it's a nice 4.7% ABV. So you can have more than one It's perfect for the backyard. We have a Rattler, uh, which a lot of Chicago people are familiar with the Stiegel Rattler. Uh, you can't mistake those cans when it's summertime around here. Uh, we made our own version of that. So we do it with tangerine. We make our, uh, the tangerine soda in-house and blend it with the lager, actually. Awesome. And it's 2.7% just like Stiegel's. And it's, it's not sweet because we don't add any sugar to our soda. But that's a great summertime beer. And then what I'm actually having is uh, what I've been having the most of. It's, it's kind of a combination dad slash summer beer because it's low ABV but also refreshing. And it's our 4%, um, like kind of a light IPA. It's called Instigator. Um, and it's our session IPA that comes in. It's, the, it's low-cal, but we didn't design it to be low-cal. It was more of a, of a product of lower ABV, and we still wanted to have a lot of flavor. So those are probably our best summer beers right now. Yeah, and you can't pound working for the weekend. No, I've tried. <laughs> uh, it's a bad idea. I had eight percent almost. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, a couple of a couple, four pack of that, and you you're you're walking a different a different way. So we needed something else in the arsenal to uh, you know, to have a few more in one time. So I think the the moral to the story, Jason, is people just need to go to Spiteful Brewing, twenty twenty four West Bell Moral, get some beer. Try a yeah, beer. We're, you know, we'll be, like I said, we'll be open soon. We're going to have some food options um, because that's the only way you're allowed to open right now. And we actually do have a food license. So um, we're, we're looking to do some brats, you know, real simple. Oh yeah. But brats and beer, you know, what else could you really, really ask for? Some big open windows and uh, yeah, we're ready. Uh, we've got we, those taps are, they're lonely. You know, they, they want to start filling glasses. Absolutely. But I will say we've had, beyond amazing support um, and never in a million years would I have put money on the, the support that we've gotten just in general, you know, when this whole thing started, you, it was doom and gloom and we have been very humbled by the, the, uh, the support and the love and the people that keep coming back. You've mentioned our regulars. There are people that come every week for beer uh, and, and we thank everyone that, that has done that. And I know that it's not just for us and people are doing that all over the city. And it's really great. It's, it's what makes Chicago special is that we take care of our own. And uh, we've certainly seen and, and felt that recently. And, and what you said is so true. During this stay at home, the, the, the months at home for the pandemic, the mantra for so many of us was, if we're going to buy X, Y, or Z, let's do it from someone local, someone independent, someone from the community. Let's not go to a chain. Let's make sure we support Spiteful. Let's make sure we go to restaurant xyz because that's we know when this whole thing ends we want these people in our lives we we want to be able to sustain them throughout and that's i'm glad that you were seeing that it's spiteful yeah it's been great yeah we uh it's been tremendous actually so all right i'm going to kill the facebook live thanks to recent joiners nick and chris and gail thank you all so much for watching and thank you guys thank you that was fun thank you for doing that no that was great yeah Told you. That was my first time on, on the Facebook Live. So, if you, As long as you don't think about it, it's easy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just kind of put it out of my mind, and I had enough time keeping this thing quiet. So, yeah, uh, It's just a conversation. Just people are eavesdropping on it. Yeah. No, and actually, you, you, you make it easy uh, with transition. So that, that's a big help. So Thank you. That. So I'm going to turn this into a podcast episode shortly, and I'll put this on YouTube as well. And Great. it'll be up later tonight. I'll email you with a bunch of links. And yeah, like, yeah, we'll get them up. Um, awesome. I, I don't do that because I'm terrible at it, but um, which is why we did. Have someone who is good at it. That's all that matters. 
We no do. Differences. Yeah. Well, that's what we figured out early on. Brad and I know what we can and can't do. And we, so you fill the holes, right? And Absolutely. And that's what you got to do. Awesome. All right. I will email you with that stuff. I'm going to let you be a dad. Very nice to meet you. And I, I hope to see you at your place sooner than later. Yeah. Let me know. I'd love to show you the back and take you around. So okay. let me know if you're going to be there. I'll totally nerd out. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Talk Thanks, to you soon. Right. Appreciate it. Bye.